Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. to the show and today my guest is Natasha Pearl Hansen. Natasha began her comedy career in 2006 and over the course of a few years she performed, wrote for and directed dozens of shows. Now on June the 15th 2019, the day Natasha was actually supposed to get married, she recorded and self-produced her first comedy special titled I was supposed to get married today, which was shot at her contracted wedding venue in Madison, Wisconsin, near where she grew up. Recorded in front of a live audience of her family, friends and wedding guests, she performed only one take of the special to a sold out room and turned the entire evening into an all encompassing wedding experience for her guests. That also made Natasha want to reach out and help people challenged by ending relationships. So in turn, she established the Breakup Registry, a brilliant crowdfunding experience and registry, as well as a resource centre for people going through breakups. So I am super excited to welcome Natasha Pearl Hansen to the show. Welcome, Natasha. Yay! Thank you for having me. It's lovely to see you in London. I know. Well, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see that Natasha is on a rooftop with the sun shining whilst I'm here, a little bit croaky in the UK with snow outside. So it's wonderful to have you joining me, Natasha. Thanks so much. I'm really excited because... Yeah, I know that you work in comedy and I think, you know, bringing a little bit of lightness to this topic is very much needed at times. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It it can be heavy. So you have to put some levity in there. (laughs) Absolutely. And you are just the person to do it for us. So would you mind telling us a little bit about your story? So I know it's a fascinating one. So for my listeners to know what you've been through and what you've done with that. You know, I've been through some stuff in my day. Um, you know, I was with, <laughs> there, there, there are so many pieces of this and I, it kind of trails along my comedy career as well, obviously, because I'm a, I'm a storyteller. So I like to take my actual story and expose it on stage. I had been in a relationship in my early 20s that was, I fall in love with stories and ideas very much so I'm like a a life enthusiast I love a good tale right so my first relationship and my first you know real boyfriend somebody I lived with was somebody I found uh who was a beach bum on an island and brought him I was living in Chicago at the time in my early 20s brought him to live with me and it seemed like it was going to be this I found him on an island kind of story and um he it turns out he was a terrible human being. <laughs> and oh, so, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, very abusive in many different ways. And, um, that became a very big part of my comedy jumping off. I was, um, doing improv at the time, but because my relationship was so bad, 
I got into stand-up because it would keep me out of the house in the evening. So I would bartend or be doing stand-up and then I wasn't home. So I didn't have to deal with the abusive situation. It's so long ago that I can talk about it very candidly now. And I think people that have been through really, really bad situations can understand me. Pain with time becomes, that's what comedy is. I mean, pain plus time, you know? (laughs) So um, it's not that those things are funny, um, but I can talk about it with a lot more, uh, just a lot more levity now. So I had met my ex-fiance, during the end of that breakup, or actually it was a couple of years before we had been friends and he, he knew I was going through this really terrible time. So he was really there for me. And then I moved to Los Angeles and he was living in Los Angeles and we started dating. So this is the person that I was with for nearly a decade, um, seven years of which were magical and awesome. And then the final two and a half were just, and so, um, you know, I, I think other people out there too have experienced that when you're with somebody for a long time, you, um, you change during that time. You, you change significantly during that time. You know, we went from being in our mid twenties to being in our early thirties and we just started to grow apart. And so it only seemed appropriate that when we called off the wedding or when we had postponed a number of times and I canceled the wedding that I use the venue to shoot my first comedy special. Relationships have really tied into my comedy quite dramatically over the years. Wow. So hang on, let's just get some clarity here. So (laughs) you postponed the wedding Mm -hmm. and then you then recorded a comedy event at the wedding venue. Yeah. So we had originally set our wedding date. We got engaged in um, May of 2017. And we had a wedding date set for June of 2018, uh, which we pushed once. We pushed it like a couple months. The venue was cooperative. And then it wasn't a traditional wedding venue. It was a, it was a venue that I had seen comedy shows in. It was in my hometown of Madison, Wisconsin, where I'm at right now. And it was just kind of a unique venue that music was played at. And I just wanted to do something in a cooler setting and get you know, get married on a stage that I would also be able to potentially tell some jokes on at my wedding. And um, we came up on the second date and then we pushed it another year. So it was rescheduled for June of 2019. So we kept during this time where we were starting to really grow apart, we kept pushing the date, hoping that we would find our way back together or just work it out. But in turn, that ended up putting this like really definitive end date on trying to force feelings and it just made it even worse. So by the time uh, June of 2019 rolled around and we had that third wedding date on the books with the venue, obviously they wouldn't push again, they wouldn't cancel. And so I was like, you know, I've been doing stand-up for 10 years. So I reached out to the venue and I was like, what if we shift some gears here? What if I, you know, shoot a beautiful comedy special, showcase your venue, I'll still do it exactly like the wedding, all the same food I ordered. I'll sell tickets. I'll help myself pay for the venue and for the filming with ticket sales. And because it wasn't a wedding anymore, they worked with me on the, the deal. Um, actually my current boyfriend was at the time, wasn't my boyfriend. Um, he is a local in Madison and comedian, and he helped me finagle that deal and, uh, kind of work with the venue on my 
on my cost. Really crazy. cool. That is a crazy story. So yeah. you, you did a, a stand-up comedy gig instead of your actual wedding, but you were still with your fiance at the time. You hadn't called the I, wedding off completely. We hadn't called the relationship off, but the wedding was called off and the relationship was pretty done. I mean, we were in a pretty done stage for about six months before he had the balls to say, we can't, we can't do this anymore. So it was, it was a mutual decision, but I was like hanging on because I, I have a hard time letting go you know, when you put that much time into something, I have a hard time letting go. I don't give up on anything. I give up. On, I don't give up on my career. I don't, you know, I don't give up on coffee. I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was more of like, I, and, and I, I think a lot of people that have gone through these types of breakups can understand. It was more of like, well, I, we've done, we put this much work in, in this much time. So why would we end this? But it just needed to happen. Yeah, that's super tough when you care a lot about somebody, but you know it's not the one anymore. You know that that relationship has fizzled out. So yeah. how did you feel when, as you said, he had the balls to actually break it off? Were you heartbroken or what were the feelings you were going through? Oh, my God. Grief is really crazy. I mean, I've talked to a couple of friends about this. Um, I have friends who have lost their um, significant others or um, been, you know, my grandma was widowed and um, I've had friends that have just gotten, gone through big divorces. And the, the feelings that I'm noticing with people, are, there's a big through line. If somebody dies, it can feel very similar to how a relationship feels when that dies, because it's like an unthreading of something that you've built and something that's been kind of like your cells are kind of meshed. And so undoing that and removing somebody from your daily life that's been in it for so long, it feels like a death. Um, I grieved hard. I grieved really hard and I journaled through it and I can't even read the journal entries that I wrote because it sound, it was just so irrationally painful. I noted a lot of things in my journals, like feeling like my insides were being carved out. And I would write that like really cathartically almost every day for a while. And it, you feel like a zombie. It was hard to just go out and pretend to be okay. Yeah. And then, you know, and like I said, with time, you know, now I can talk about it and be like, oh, it was so painful, but it doesn't hurt like that anymore. You know, it's time is a beautiful thing. And it's nice to look back on that. It was almost two years ago now. And um, think of it like, hey, you're okay. You know, it's like you get to tell your future self, like, you're going to be okay. It's going to really suck for a while. And I tell my friends that if they're going through a breakup or something really horrible, I'm like, let it suck. It's going to suck for a while. Don't try to pretend it's okay. Just let it be bad. And eventually it won't be. And then you'll, you'll feel like a whole new person. I mean, it's good advice because it, it will hurt for a while, but definitely there are things you can do to, to lighten it up. Did you find then that you couldn't use comedy to help you in those early days? What happened to your, I, your funny streak? What happened during those really tough times? I did. I used comedy. I mean, the night my fiance and I split, we had a 
producer, some producers in LA, um, a poker tournament that we had to go to and we went together anyway. And it was, you know, felt really weird. We had a couple events coming up like baby showers and stuff where we were like, let's just still go together, you know, and it, things were just really weird feeling for a while. We still kind of lived together, but I was living with a friend for like a couple months, but then the pandemic hit. And so I went to be with my family in Wisconsin during that time. And it was really honestly a saving grace of a time to heal because the world was quiet. It, you never get that. You never get a time where everything's shut down and you can just feel bad <laughs> and nothing has to be done. Like, you know, I think a lot of people when they're healing or trying to start the healing process in a breakup, they busy themselves and that's great to be distracted is, is a good thing, but you also in that can forget to take some time to just be alone and really process and sit with what's, what has happened and look at yourself and figure out what it is about you that played into this instead of like, you know, shifting blame or finding blame even, you know, when, when you go through a big breakup or any big, you know, tragic kind of feeling moment in your life, it's not about who did what, it's really just about how you're handling your own business. <laughs> Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. And I think being around family makes a big difference. And obviously your yeah. family must have known that there were problems for a long time because you were postponing the wedding. And I guess they were, were they involved in planning it? And then it got moved and got moved. How, yeah, how did they yeah. cope? They were just rolling along with it, man. It was pretty beautiful. Um, even so when I shot the special, the wedding day, um, I, I kept obviously the, the people that had saved the dates, I gave them discounted tickets, <laughs> my, my maid of honor and her whole family that I grew up with. And they all came. And then I opened the tickets up to the public. So a lot of people I grew up with in Wisconsin came, um, people from my high school, teachers of mine, um, and then some people that I didn't know, plus ones as I referred to them. I orchestrated the whole thing just like the wedding would have been, I, I decorated the day before with my grandma, my mom, and my dad, we, we had gone shopping for all the pieces for the wedding decorations. So everything that was in the space I did with my family, <laughs> my mom and I were like singing songs with each other and setting everything up. And 
um, on the day of the wedding slash shoot day, I was at the venue early and we kind of did some of the B-roll stuff that you see in there and interviews with my family and stuff. Then the people started showing up and I, people that had VIP tickets, I did my wedding dinner with them. So I ate the buffet with them and then the other people arrived and I had to do one shot, a one take of the special because we only had it like that. We only had it time blocked like a wedding. So I shot one take and afterwards um, did a couple of the wrap up shots and then was done at like midnight. <laughs> that was my day. That was my wedding day shooting that. <laughs> Crazy. And that's, that's called, I was supposed to get married today. And you can find mm -hmm. that on YouTube, can't you? Which I've been watching. It's so funny. You are brilliant. On stage. <laughs> so funny. And I think, you know, I suppose making light of something that was really tough for you could have been quite cathartic actually to help you get through what must've been a really tough day. Yeah. I remember right when I had gone through that whole kind of chunk was tough. Cause I went on this like little Midwest tour after my special was shot. Cause I had a lot more material that I didn't cover in the special. I really kept that pretty family and relationship wedding centric because that made sense for that. A lot of the things in the special I wrote just for that day and never said again on stage or had never practiced or rehearsed. So it was pretty, pretty risky, <laughs> but during that little chunk of time after that was filmed, the realization was starting to set in that the relationship was going to fail. And so I had a couple rough shows. I had a show in Chicago. Thank the Lord. Laugh Factory in Chicago is like good pals of mine. But I had one show that I was like pretty, pretty buzzed on wine for and really emotional. And it was like really tough to perform. And um, I wasn't like crying on stage, but I mean, I was not in a great place. I had some friends come out to that show in Chicago and, um, you know, it was, that was a rough night. It was like a couple of days after the special was filmed because the special shooting that felt really good career wise, but it, like the realization was setting in. And then it was months later that we actually broke up. So it was like a very long drawn out pre grieving process before the grief really hit. And then like two days after we actually split in January of 2020, I had to perform at DreamWorks. So DreamWorks in Los Angeles has in their studio for all their animators and stuff, they have a comedy club. So I came and performed for all the big execs at DreamWorks and um, animators. That was my first time getting on stage and saying, me and my fiance split up two days ago. And people were just like, what? And I talked about it and they loved it. And they were like, that was so real and raw. And we could tell it was obviously like, extremely true, but you made it so light and, um, comedy is a saving grace when you're going through bad stuff. It really is. I mean, you're such a strong woman to be able to do that and, you know, to perform anyway on stage and crack jokes got to be one of the scariest things to do anyway, as a, <laughs> as a career, um, yeah. you know, and then doing it when you're emotional, but I guess that comes from the heart and it shines through. So, you know, I'm sure that your family were a big support helping you through that. Um, how did they show up for you during that process? During the healing process, I mean, it was, you know, it was really helpful to focus on somebody else. My, my grandma and I are really close. My grandma is like my best friend. And um, 
it was like five years before that, that she had lost her husband and I'm very close to my grandparents. And so she's been in a grieving process that's never ending. I mean, when you're widowed and older, I think that just kind of lingers. Um, so even though we would talk every day and I used to take her on tour with me and all that stuff during that pandemic. And because I had just gone through a breakup, we were together every day for three months. So instead of really being like, help me, I need, I need you guys come love on me. It was more like, I got to focus on my grandma on like what my family's needs were. So not only was that a good distraction, but it, it helped kind of recenter me and remind me, this is not all about you. There's other things going on here. Other people have feelings too, and relationship stuff they're working through too. My parents have a pretty interesting relationship. They're still together, but you know, they kind of just do their own thing in a lot of ways. And seeing that up close for a chunk of time during the first three months of the pandemic shutdown was pretty eye-opening as well. And it helped me to kind of reassess what I want out of a relationship, how I want to be the type of closeness I want to or require to have somebody in my life in that capacity. Um, there was a lot of things, learning, healing, watching, listening. <laughs> it's interesting how supporting others as well can actually help you more than you even think it can when you're actually yeah. there for someone. Yeah. And actually doing that is the key because, um, a lot of people can misconstrue what supporting others is. I'm not talking about supporting others so it looks good on social media, like putting the phones away and actually sitting and listening to them and, and finding out what they need and asking them how they feel and giving a shit. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of people support other people, but they don't really listen or care or give a shit. Um, I had to learn about that too during the pandemic. It's like, you know, we were all going through our own bubble of feelings, let alone whatever relationship stuff anybody might've been going through, losing careers, everything shutting down, scary, scary stuff. So it became this time to really say, oh, this is not all about you. Everybody's going through a lot of stuff right now and it kind of minimize it. It doesn't minimize what you feel, but it kind of just made you sit back and say, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think the pandemic's given us all a bit of perspective, hasn't it? On what's important and what really matters. And also, like you said, what we really want from relationships moving forward. And I know yeah. you also came up with a fantastic idea during that period of your healing, didn't you? Tell, <laughs> tell my listeners what you came up with, because I'm sure they're going to love this. Yeah. So <laughs> when the night that my fiance and I split up, like I said, we went to play this poker tournament and I got home and I had been drinking and I just poured myself some wine and was up until like three in the morning looking through our wedding registry on honey fund honey fund is a big site for people that are funding crowdfunding a honeymoon and i looked through our registry and jokingly i changed it to natasha's marrying natasha and i sent that to some of the people on my registry list as a joke semi-inspired by something that i don't remember if you remember that sex in the city episode from back in the day where she like registered for shoes because her shoes got <laughs> 
So people had joked, you know, for years about a singles registry, but that doesn't really work. Some people are perpetually single. You're not just going to support your friends to go be single and willy nilly. But I, after I sent that joke out to a couple of people, I was like, this is funny. And actually, why isn't there something like this going when people are going through a breakup? That point I was losing my neighborhood. I had been in for eight years, my gyms that were close by my stuff in my house, my car, my, you know, my place, I was walking away from everything. And so I was like, why can't people ask for help from their friends when they're splitting up? So I came up with the idea for a breakup registry and was kind of palling around talking to some really uh, crafty business men and women in my life. And some of them were like, yeah, that's genius. You should definitely do that. So I started working on patenting the idea and then the pandemic hit. And so I was home with my family for three months, couldn't get on stage, couldn't tour. So I was doing, you know, brand deals and stuff with social media and uh, my podcast and then building that company. And I built that company over the pandemic, mybreakupregistry.com. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how it works. If my listeners are, are wanting to find out more, what happens? How can they use this? So the whole point of what I was building here was trying to remind people that they have a community to lean into when they're going through a breakup, not just calling your friends and going out and having a beer or something, but something a little bit more in depth than that. You can open up to your friends and family and say, Hey, I'm going through a breakup. I need a couch and a dresser. Um, or maybe I need $1,500 for moving expenses and a deposit on my rent of a new place. Um, whatever it may be. So I created an ability to create a registry for items or to crowdfund towards a goal. And right now I'm working on partnerships because I'm trying to really explore and push the health and wellness, mental wellness and experiences portion of healing. Um, I think it's important to, to figure out some things that you like to do on your own and that aren't inspired by a relationship or another person in your life and um, go and explore some of the things that maybe you weren't doing in your relationship um, and also take care of your body, take care of your mind. So I'm working on partnerships to launch in early 2020 with the site. So I'll be, people will be able to fund towards specific things, kind of like how Honey Fund works for honeymoons. People will be able to have their friends fund, um, you know, a retreat or um, a spa weekend or things like that. (laughs) We should definitely talk because we should partner up. They can have a divorce coach session or come on one of my retreats. So yes, yeah. Yeah, I actually have been wanting to do that. So that would be perfect. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Wow. I mean, I think it's fascinating the journey you've been on and how you've turned something that was really tough and traumatic and heartbreaking into something now that's going to help other people going through that tough time. And, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously I've done something similar myself, so I know that how rewarding it is and quite cathartic as well, actually. Have you found that? Yeah. You know, I, we accidentally find our brands, you know, I remember when I first was coming up in LA and people were like, what's your brand? You know, what's your, and I'd be like, what do you mean? I'm a human. Like, how do you sum up a human being into a brand, you know, but then over time it kind of finds you, um, you know, my through line with my podcast or with how I speak on stage or with the things that I create both for TV shows I've pitched or things I write 
it's very much finding silver linings in some really trying times. I mean, that's what comedy is anyway, in a lot of ways, but you know, my podcast is really focused for years on people's stories and the terrible things that may have been in their lives or things that they've done and how that really worked towards creating them and amplifying their success. So I found that in this too, I mean, this breakup, obviously the special for people that were going through a hard time during that time and watching my journey, I was very, very candid about what was happening in my life on Instagram and on my stories. People were tuning in, people were responding, asking me for help. I didn't, you know, I wasn't in place to try and advise anybody anything, but I was like, well, here's what I'm doing. Maybe that'll help you. I figured my special might help a lot of people that are in a weird phase of like, oh, I was supposed to be married by now. I'm 35. You know, what, what now, you know, that's what a lot of women go through, I think. Um, and then for people that my humor maybe isn't their brand, which is totally fine. Um, that's where my registry comes in. You know, if, if me and what I say on stage doesn't suit you, then maybe my registry can help you out and you can have your friends kick you over a couch or (laughs) something that'll make your day a little brighter. Absolutely. I mean, I love what you do. All your work is phenomenal. Where can people find you, Natasha? If they're listening, thinking, I want to go find more. I know we talked about mybreakupregistry.com, but where do we find Mm -hmm. you on Instagram and your podcast? Yes. So, um, NPH comedy is on Instagram. Um, my podcast is called future role model. I went on hiatus in August was my last episode. Um, I think I'm going to be starting a new podcast, but you can still go back and listen to all these amazing episodes with all these fantastic comedians and big actors and entrepreneurs and hear their stories. Everything's linked on my website, nphcomedy.com. Stands for Natasha Pearl Hansen. You can just Google me, Natasha Pearl Hansen. Um, and my breakupregistry.com is my my site that I built. Well, thank you so much for being so open about your story and sharing, because I know it will have inspired so many of my listeners to know that they can carry on. There is a way through this tough time. I have one yep. last question for you, which I ask all my guests because my podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you. So even in those dark times that you've talked about, you can tap into that happiness along the way. So what is happiness for you, Natasha? My God, you know, I'm a naturally pretty happy person, um, but not happiness is a weird thing. You know, I don't, I still don't really know how to define it it comes and goes. I mean, to expect to be fully happy all the time is ridiculous. And anybody who pretends like that's possible is just a robot. (laughs) I just don't, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's true, but, um, what I've really realized happiness is a choice. If you decide things are going to bother you, I'm going through this. My, my current relationship has been going on for a year now, and we've been through some tough stuff together. And I've learned a lot about myself in that I appreciate tough times because it teaches you about you. It teaches you what you need to change. Changing is hard. Changing is very hard when you're 35 and up. It's just like statistically proven. Um, You have to make a choice in your mind when things are happening that you're going to handle it well. (laughs) And making a choice 
to handle things in a way that doesn't you're, you're allowed to be angry or sad but to not harness those emotions and really run with them is important and when you're able to really control your uh reactions and create your own reality and build your future the way that you envision there's something very fulfilling about that and you're capable of doing that and i'm still teaching myself through this process i'm doing a lot of changing within myself and it's hard undoing yourself is hard but it's really healing and it's it's really it makes you feel really happy <laughs> Recognizing things about yourself that need changing and doing that because it's so hard to do is really, really happy making. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. It's very true. It's very true. It's very happy making. I like that phrase as well. Yeah. Happy making. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to be okay. You make the choice. You know, things, things get bad. Life is not easy for anybody. Shit gets real. We go through a lot of grief. The older we get, the more things we experience that are bad. Um, so it's your choice how to move through them and how to allow yourself to react or be during those things. And I always um, talk about we control the remote control to our brain and it's up to us to choose to take action and do something with it. So you're absolutely right. It is a yeah. choice. Happiness yeah. is a choice. Well, thank yeah, you so, so much. You, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been that was well, fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was great fun. Thank you for all your advice and for sharing your story. You've been a fabulous guest. Thank you. You've been a fabulous host. We'll talk soon. <laughs> That's it for today's episode, but be sure to head on over to mphcomedy.com to find out all about Natasha and her work. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Thank you.